BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you to stand and we want you to make some noise. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime! You want the best, you come for a rip! Often imitated, never duplicated, the greatest show on dirt, the world of Outlaws! It's time to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving! Hello again. It is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have joined us, Steve Post, and alongside Aaron <laughs> Evernham after special assignment last week. Yeah. Special yeah. assignment, exactly. Yeah. Special yeah. assignment, beach. Beach time, yes. yes. Oh, well. Exactly. So, uh, hey, how are you? I'm good, but what in the wide world of sports has happened in the sprint car world? I just I, I made notes, and I put down <laughs> silly season, and then I crossed out silly and no. put crazy in headlines. Yeah, it's not just silly season. And when it's we were like... walking in the studio, we got another one. Yeah. Um, the, the latest one is Danny is just going to drive for one team owner, Danny Dietrich, Gary yeah. Kaufman Racing. The ride that he had in the um, high limits thing is off the rails. Um, it's gone. Um. Lance Deweese, Kreitz Racing, Jacob Allen stepping away, uh, Anthony Macri not with the family team. Um, how many cars has Buddy Kofoid been in? How many cars has Hunter Schoenberg been in? How many cars, how many car? how many, you know. Yeah. Um, how many cars are going to Grandview tonight? How many cars are going to Grandview and how many are not going yeah. to Grandview tonight? Things um, are crazy. Things really are. Um, it, I just... I look at this thing, and it sounds really, really, really good to have all of these high-paid races. Yeah. Okay? They just ran for 20 or twenty grand on Saturday night at Williams Grove. They're running for 20 grand next Sunday night at Weed Sport, the World of Outlaws. Dropped 23 grand in on a Tuesday night. Last Tuesday night, they ran Lernerville for 25 grand for the, the Don yeah. Martin— this sounds really, really good. But you throw Pennsylvania Speed Week and Knoxville and million dollars for grueling nights at Eldora yeah. and West Coast coming up for the World of Outlaws. Yeah, the All-Stars are in the Midwest All -Stars are in the running Midwest a lot of nights. Four straight nights. Yeah. Yeah. Four straight nights running in the Midwest. And you throw in 95 degrees, and it's just, I just sense that there's a lot going on, and there's there's T-shirt issues, there's family issues, there's, 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 <laughs> there's wives and girlfriends, there's all kinds of issues, but I'm telling you, bigger is not necessarily better. Yep. And I think we're seeing bigger this year, and I think what is going on, a lot of it is not necessarily better, or the 
the the ramifications the side of it, effects, there's the yeah. side effects of it are starting to show up. Yep. Because it's crazy. <laughs> yes. I mean, things that you never thought you'd see, like like Lance and the Kreitz team. Like, I didn't, I mean, I thought they were together no. till it I mean, their it performance ended. had tailed off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Justin Fiedler had their stats. You know, like yep. their average finish through last year was six. Their average finish this year was 12. Yeah. So it's fallen off a little bit. But, but they've had some wins. I mean, yeah, they've, they've won, won the Wiker. Yeah. Um, but and they've had bumps before. Yeah, the but they I mean, had, there's just yeah. and there's so much going on, and there's so much angst right now. Yep. Um, you're on the World of Outlaw team, and you've got to face freaking David Gravel, Brad Sweet, and Carson Macedo every night of your life. Yeah, and then throw Rico in there, who hasn't finished no, just, off the just, podium just forever. Just rolls in him yeah. and him and Ricky oh, Warner. what's his name, Ricky Warner, just roll in and take all their money. And so you're sitting there, you're a seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth That's place hard. World of Outlaw That's racer. Hard. You know, you just you, you you could back in the day when Kinzer was ruling everything, you could you could go there and run for a podium finish, or you could go there and hope maybe you had a bad night yeah. and do something. The problem of it is, are Gravel, Sweet, and Macedo all three going to have a bad night? No. I mean, it's just intense right now, and the heat, and the hot, and yeah. the miserable. And the half twos, and the half twos, and the half twos, and like we talked about before the show, the crew guys and the oh, the crew guys you know, working in the parking lots and There's, there is doing car there is no and, way. I mean, and and it it sounds really really good. Back in the day, this is not back in the day. No, this is not. We don't live back in the day. Everything these days is better, including some normal work days that crew members are requiring of themselves to get. Yeah. Except for the sprint car world, the 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 I'll say this and again the the NASCAR world has changed dramatically, dramatically, and the, that's been changed for years. Years, yes. Yeah. The NASCAR world it used to be just like the sprint car world now, where you yeah. literally the NASCAR world the greatest day to be on a NASCAR pit crew was race days because NASCAR would mercifully close the garage at seven o'clock or eight o'clock yeah. at night because yeah. if you were at the shop you weren't doing it. That has changed. That has all changed now. There's yeah. days off. There's there's yeah. there's road crews. There's, there's everything rules, else. Yeah. We we we're, we're not there with sprint cars, and I'm not advocating having to hire a separate road crew from a team. I mean, the, the money's not there. But right now, we're in a stage of everyone is wore out. Yeah. And guess what's coming up? The freaking Knoxville Nationals. <laughs> we had uh, and I'll highlight this. Brian Brown is our guest on our Mav TV show, and Brian is not participating in War Out. Brian has one more race away from Knoxville before the national. He's going to I-70 on Friday night. Going back to Knoxville, and he's going to make sure his ducks are in a row when that week comes that he's not running in there with his tongue hanging out. Yeah. He could run Benton, Missouri. He he He's top 10 in points in high limits. Yeah. Tonight at Grandview. But that's a long haul. He could go to Benton, Missouri. He could go to Lake of the Ozarks, Missouri. Yep. But it's a matter of what makes sense right now and not coming into the Knoxville Nationals yep. exhausted. You lose an engine at Benton, Missouri. You lose you trash a race car. What does that do to Chad Morgan and all the crew guys? What does that do for everybody? I, I watching this craziness we have in the world and talking to Brownie yesterday, Brownie's on top of this thing. Yeah. He's ahead of this thing right now. He's he's ahead of this curve. Will it yield 
the coveted Knoxville yeah. Nationals, it probably puts him in a better spot than yeah. if he's going in there with his tongue hanging out after going to Grandview and going here and going there and everything else. Chad's pissed off. Everyone's everyone's mad. Everyone's all upset. Yeah. No. They got one, and, and they live in Green Valley, Missouri, and this is I-70. It's probably 15 miles from yeah, home. it's like his home track. Mm-hmm. Well, Rico said that after Victory Lane on in, in Victory Lane on Saturday night. You know, he took some of the days off during the week because he could. Yeah. Yeah, Rico's in a yeah. great spot. I think yeah. Rico's got this thing. I think Rico's yeah. I think Rico's in a great spot with this thing, too. I really do. Yeah, I know. So, and we're going to talk. We're going to talk to Rico, and we're going to talk to the North Pole Nightmare. My gosh, it's just crazy. It, it really is. It's crazy. Uh, Hefter Racing Product Hot Topics. Let's get rolling through these. World of All on NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, Summer Nationals. How about Rico Abreu? Uh, fourth World of All win this season. Sixth overall win. Let all 30 laps. He, Rico was rolling on Saturday He night. was rolling. Yeah, he was. Well, Slick Rick had that card. I mean, to lead 30 laps there and, and keep them, you know, passing the lap cars and maintaining that speed. That was impressive. Really was. Um, Friday night, Logan Shuart passed Brad Sweet for the win coming out of turn number four. That was wild. That was the wildest thing I ever saw. It really, well, and even Johnny didn't notice it, like, immediately. And now all of a sudden he's like, Logan Shuart, because like, it was, yeah. like, at the line, out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah, there was the, when, uh, Johnny Gibson, the best in the business. Absolutely. Okay, the, the, on, yeah. on top of everything. And when he has to pause yeah, you know to believe been. what he just saw, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'm. It's fine if it tripped me up sitting at home eating my popcorn, but that was so impressive, and that is so much about auto racing is so much about momentum. Yeah, and boy, Logan had it in the last lap, and Brad didn't have it. Correct. So Logan Short, boy, that was a big win for Logan. My gosh, he's he's had a good. Uh, well, okay, we didn't even mention this. His, team, his teammate Jacob Allen stepping away from that yeah. car. Yeah, uh, but Logan for the big win. All stars. Zeb Wise picked up a win. Zeb's rolling. Yes, and he is. Zeb is rolling, and with Tyler Courtney on the shelf, now there's the driver points and the owner points. Mm -hmm. Zeb is obviously making hay in the driver points, but they're also closing in on the owner points on this thing. They went to Spoon River, Illinois, and Red Hill, Illinois, and the North Pole Nightmare rolled in and took all their lunch money both nights. We're going to talk to Bill Baylog here coming up. And I love this. West Coast Sprint Car Racing. Saturday night, Skagit Speedway, 410 Sprint Cars, non-sanctioned, Ten grand to win. What Peter Murphy and everybody are doing out there is amazing. Yes. What they're doing. And they are going to build 410 sprint car racing on the West Coast, whether anyone likes it or not. We've, we've, talked to, we've, we've talked to various drivers out there. We talked to Bud Kading a couple weeks ago on our, our TV show. And they are going, there is 8 million 360s out there. Yeah. They're going to make those 360 teams have to get 410 and yeah. go 410 racing, which is, at this point, that's, that's, that's where we all need to be with it. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with That's not a slam on 360s. But if, if, when, here's the problem. If you become a 360 area, what do you do when the world of outlaws roll through there? And, and, and let's just be real. The world of outlaws are bigger, badder, and stronger than they've ever been in the past. We can have all of these other people coming in and all of these people screaming and hollering, and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. The world of outlaws in 2023 are the best they have ever been. When you have got those three guys up there just slinging it like that. So you're going to roll into Skagen, you're going to roll into to California, and, and you're going to put a bunch of 360s out there to run them? No, you got to build your 410 program, yeah. and Peter Murphy 
and crew, Jim Allen and 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 Kevin Rudin and and everybody out there building it up. Saturday night, ten grand to win, four ten. Jason Solwald, talk about old yeah. school. Forty-seven year old, got his first win of the season. Was really really cool. Setting himself up this week. They've got the Bob's Burger and Brews Summer Nationals at Skagit. Jason has won that four times, including nineteen ninety six and nineteen ninety seven. But I love that Jason Solwald has won. <laughs> Me that. too. I just think that's great. Um, it's crazy, it really is. Oh, and uh, yeah, up in North Dakota, Mark Dobmeyer. He uh, twice South Dakota, North yeah. Dakota. Mark Dobmeyer just just picking them up and laying them down up there in South Dakota, for sure. Hefter Racing Products, the absolute number one pit utility vehicle in sprint car and midget racing is a custom meal conversion from HRP. Starts with a solid platform, dependable, good-looking Kawasaki mule, and Aaron there, customized to build to each customer's specifications. They are. There's options like generator, air compressor, shock and radius rod racks, amazing toolboxes and drawers, LED lighting, walk-on roofs, and more. HRP Mule Conversions perform, outlast, and maintain their value better than any other utility vehicle. HRP Mules raising the standard again in pit utility vehicles. www.hrpracing.com. That's hrpracing.com. Going to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Going to talk with Rico Abreu in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. Let's go to the Sage Fruit Hotline. Joining us fresh off from that trip to Victory Lane at the historic Williams Grove Speedway, Rico Abreu. Hello, Rico. How are you? Uh you doing all right, Rico? Yeah, we're doing good. Good. Driving in. We're in a bad cell service. We're in bad cell service. We're getting half of what Rico is saying to us here. We'll give it a moment yeah. or two. There we go. You got better? That's, here. that's I, good there. My service is awful. Yeah, don't move. You're good right now. <laughs> okay. What's Thanks, it like Joe. to win? What, it. What's it like to win Williams Grove? Um, it's a... Uh, it feels like I've I've explained. I try to explain it. It's um, almost like my first career sprint car win. Just just with how difficult it is to win there and to beat the outlaws um, and the posse. It's just really. Uh, we've had some really consistent runs over the last eighteen months there, and uh, I'm just really thankful for the opportunity to get to race with Ricky and Zach and Brady. 
Rico, I want to talk about racing with Ricky. Uh, you know, it seems certainly this year you're having a career year. You're on the podium almost every single night. What is that like to have that confidence every night when you show up at the racetrack that you know you're going to be, you know, certainly possibly winning the race that night? It's, um, you know, it's really taught me how to, uh, you know, just relax a little as a race car driver. And, uh, you know, and being in this position is, is uh is a, a really cool experience just to uh go through this these circumstances of uh you know getting to the racetrack and and knowing we're gonna you know every move the guys make no matter if it's right or wrong we're gonna work through it and uh just something that Ricky's helped build um you know in, in my maturity as a driver is uh you know I've I've noticed it's for myself just becoming way more patient with things and timing. And, um, you know, it's just focusing on trying to slow things down. Um, obviously things happen fast in sprint car racing and you only get 30 laps to try to win the race. So, uh, you know, positioning yourself is really important for us. And, um, Ricky is, he's the best of, of all time. And, uh, you know, and he's proven that with his, uh, success with other drivers as well. Well, it's gotta be just really, really cool. Rico, one of the themes that Aaron and I came on, we don't know when we're going to lose cell service, so we'll get through this here as quick as possible here. One of the themes Aaron and I just have talked about is the stress on sprint car teams, the grind, uh, drivers, crew members, everything else. You and and Ricky are able to carve out a schedule. What what? Uh, how intentional are you on some time off on managing yourself so that when you go to the racetrack, you're good to go? Yeah, it's really important, um, and that time off is really important uh, just to let everybody regroup and take a break and uh, turn the light switch off for a little bit, although Ricky doesn't ever turn the light switch <laughs> off, but um, at least for him and Zach and Brady just to get some time, uh, you know, away from each other. We're we're together 24-7, um, you know, the five of us and uh, with, you know, Megan and Gus on board with this whole thing too, so it's important that uh, – you know, that we get a couple of days off and, you know, one thing as I've gotten older here is, is just, um, you know, appreciating every moment that we're, we're going through and in, in racing. And I just feel like it's, uh, you know, this time of the season, these months of money and these, these weekday races, and it's so hard to, uh, just to slow everything down and it's easy to get off track, um, you know, with racing and just appreciating, Every single moment uh, is is really the things that I focused on during these times, and uh, it's uh, these are really really critical times, and and uh, for all of us, and uh, you know, racing for the amount of money we're racing for, and uh, you know, it's just um, it's a very special time in sprint car racing. You know, Rico, we never really talk in sprint car racing about the mental side of it, and, and it is a popular topic among all sports right now. How important, like you just talked about, is it to have that downtime, that rest time, not just physically, but but mentally for all of you, like you said, to shut the light off and kind of reset? You know, it, it like you said, it's easy to get off track and to get you dig yourself in a hole, but that the mental health, it is a very important piece of this. Yeah, and, and sprint car racing is exceptional because of uh, – the life on the road, um, mm-hmm. you know, the the variables outside of just driving the race car or team management or your truck and trailer breaking down or, you know, everybody getting along on the race team and, um, you know, focusing on just results as well is, uh, 
you know, it's, it's, it's very, very tough and you can't get away from it because you got to show up to the next race on Friday or Tuesday mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, and then you got to roll with those guys down the road and, uh, and it's, uh, you know, problem solving is, is the number one game in this industry. And it's, uh, it's, I, I'm very, very lucky to be in this position with a, a great team and a team that's got confidence in me and, uh, you know, and, it uh you know we we just focus on working through things and and collecting data and uh you know like i said i'm just uh, very fortunate and very lucky to be racing with ricky warner no doubt about it that is definitely the case and racing with ricky warner you will tonight at a racetrack that i know that you've had some success at grandview speedway what's there about that track there's 23 grand tonight uh what do you need to do to go out and uh, and, and and get another big check this week we're uh we're ready to go the the boys did some maintenance on the car um you know we got a little time off saturday and or saturday night and sunday to uh to enjoy a couple beers together and um you know and celebrate the williams grove win but uh we're you know as of yesterday we're right back to work and uh tonight at grandview is for the high limit race i i won the speed week race here last year so i feel like we should uh we should fire off pretty decent here with these guys Rico, you keep giving a lot of credit to Ricky Warner. We all know how amazing he is as a crew chief, but you've been around the sport for a long time. What is different about Ricky? We know he doesn't shut off. We know his attention to detail. Is it is it the things he can communicate with you? Is it is it things he does with the car? Like what makes it so special and gives you so much confidence every night? Um, I'd say a uh, majority of it is his personality and um, you know, and uh, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't bring any negativity to our team. And, um, you know, he stays pretty balanced through ups and downs on results. And even if I make mistakes, uh, you know, he, he works through it with me to, uh, to make the car comfortable for myself. Um, and that's, uh, that's everything in sprint car racing is, mm-hmm. is getting somebody to, uh, to believe in the driver and build confidence in the driver. And, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, we've had, uh, a good team around Ricky as well, where Zach and Middlebrooks and Brady Forbrook, Zach's been with me for, this is going on his third season, uh, full-time working for RER, and then Brady Forbrook, who's been around racing his whole life, um, you know, with that crucial guy, Forbrook is his father. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a incredible experience for those two to be able to race with Ricky and, and and gain that knowledge and and understand Ricky's experience level and and neither of them have any egos to want to be the crew chief of the team and and they understand that that Ricky is uh is the leader in charge and um you know Ricky really opens up and allows those boys to uh to help him make decisions I think which allows those guys to to feel really good about themselves when um you know they help Ricky make a decision on the race car or just in general as part of the team uh and and you integrate you know them into to uh to being a big part of this whole all this success as well all right final question for you rico you've talked about your maturity you've talked about relaxing you've talked about enjoying it the thought of climbing the fence in front of beer hill gang (laughs) i'm not sure about that one what was what was that like to celebrate with probably sprint car racing's most passionate friend uh, fans over there (laughs) that was that was probably the coolest thing ever. Um, you know, I remember when Fred Raymer won and he stopped over there and I feel like nobody ever stops over there when they win. And, um, you know, I'm just, uh, really passionate about sprint car racing. So it's important that those fans, uh, you know, the Beer Hill gang fans and, and get to 
experience my emotions through through a, a big win like that. And, um, you know, at first, you guys, they were booing me when I was climbing up on the fence, and then they started cheering. So I thought that was pretty cool that I uh, I rolled them over uh, to be <laughs> fans, hopefully. You did, no doubt about it. They have been raving about it ever since, no doubt about it. Rico, we appreciate the time. Best to you, to Megan, to Gus, who has been, I guess Gus has been right around there with you as well. But uh, congratulations on the win at Williams Grove. We wish you the best at Grandview and on throughout. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Have a good week. There we go. Rico Abreu joining us there. What a what a class guy he, he is. He really is. He just 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 gets it. Yeah. And and again, it's like this in this period of stress and angst, finding ways to be better when you roll into that racetrack mm-hmm. is gonna is is paying off well for him and yeah. everyone else. I'd say. <laughs> Great stuff. My gosh, I can't believe he climbed that fence. That was that awesome. was awesome. When he ever stopped, I don't know who was pushing him. I'm not sure they were ready for it, but you could like see him lock up the brakes. I'm like, what is he doing? I'm like, oh my gosh, that He's was going great. Up top. Yeah, Fred Raymer talked about it. Fred Raymer shared. My, he mentioned Fred there. Fred, um, the night Fred would stop over there in front of yeah. Beer Hill, and of course, you know, at Williams Grove on nights that the World of Outlaws were not there, Fred was hated by many. Yeah. Of course, when the World of Outlaws were in town, they owned him. They owned Fred was their own guy. You know. The night that Fred started 24th and drove yeah. by every one of them and won the race, he shared this story with me, and it cracks me up. I think about stopping over there. He literally stopped in front of Beer Hill. He drove by everybody. Outlaws Posse, yeah, I remember 24th that. to 1st. Yep. Okay? And I, I don't know if it's been done since, and I don't know if it was done Ever. before, yeah. let alone in Pennsylvania at Williams Grove. So Fred whooped them all that night. And he said, I stopped over there, and he said, the place is going bonkers. He said, and there's one guy right in the middle of it all, right in the front, flipping me double birds. And he's just like, buddy, there is nothing more I can do for you. I can't do anything more than what I did tonight. If that's not good enough, then sorry. that's it. Yeah. So you're going to be there. Fred uh, stopped over there. And, and when Fred won that national open, I thought they were going to, that, that fence was lucky that it was still yeah. there. Um, but great, great stuff. I, I love when um, when Rico then grabbed a beer with his helmet on. I forgot we forgot to talk about it and just dumped it down. That was that yeah. was incredible. Yeah, it is so good. That gang over there is so passionate about it, and uh, for him to acknowledge them is yeah. just really good. And uh, I'll bet you there was a beeline to Rico's t-shirt trailer at the end of that one to buy some shirts. Absolutely. Um, but that's it's it's just so cool. But Rico said it's passion is what yep. it boils down to. We need to step away when we come back. The North Pole Nightmare, Bill Baylog, he joins us next. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of outlaw NOS energy drink sprint cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the World of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit will be our track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway inside the museum's main floor from April 3rd through October 2nd this year. You'll learn about the beginning of Williams Grove Speedway and the evolution of sprint car racing on the East Coast through eight of the iconic big cars and sprint cars that made up the history of Mechanic Birds Pennsylvania's Williams Grove Speedway. Plus, you'll see videos of historic national open sprint car races and other racing events that put Williams Grove on the map. 
That's the track tribute to Williams Grove Speedway, featured April 3rd through October 2nd at the only museum in the world solely dedicated to sprint car racing, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville, Iowa. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. Let's go right back to the Sage Fruit Outline. Joining us fresh off from not one, but two trips to Victory Lane this weekend in the great state of Illinois, the North Pole Nightmare. Bill Baylog joins us. Hello, Bill. How are you? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? We are well. Now, looks like you got that car rolling well. I think you said on Sunday night your grandmother could have <laughs> drove it. Um, man, looks like you got that thing rolling pretty good for yourself. Yeah, we're just you know kind of hitting on some stuff and um you know the the drivers driving the car i think a little bit better and just the confidence is up just after some of these good qualifying runs and some good some good runs so uh yeah we're definitely making the right decisions i believe and um you know it's kind of starting to pay off a little bit Bill, you talk about in your Victory Lane interviews how hard it is to win these races. What is it like to to sweep a weekend like that? I mean, you, t- you come off of a win no matter when, and you get come, you know, the momentum's going, you're on a high. But to sweep a weekend, that's something special. It really is, yeah. Um, definitely didn't go into the weekend with those expectations. Obviously, you try to keep your head as high as you can, you know. But uh, if you get beat up a little bit, you know, it's not a big deal. But over and over again. Um, it can kind of get to you. So, yeah, to actually be able to uh, handle it all and, and um, make the right decisions throughout the night. And then, obviously, pill draw was huge, you know. But, um, you know, there's still – it's just a bee's nest behind you. And, it's, it's you know, they're going to they're gonna try to get you. So, yeah, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was good to kind of just uh, have all that speed and be able to um, come out, you know, with two of those wins. It was huge. Bill, you mentioned it in your first answer. You talked a little bit about qualifying and getting your qualifying program. How does one work on qualifying? Because it's one lap a night. I mean, you have practice, uh, three laps of practice. How does one work on a qualifying? Is it some fine-tuning? Is it some things that have that, that have helped you in that category? Yeah, I think it's a lot of stuff, actually. Um, you know, I personally just concentrate on the car probably a little bit too much and not as much on the driving. I'm kind of analyzing the car while I'm trying to drive it. And I don't think that's, you know, you shouldn't always be doing that. Sometimes you have to just concentrate on driving what you have. But uh, so, but on the car side of it, you know, gearing and just getting the car into the racetrack and um, choosing the right line, you know, it's just all a big, a big thing. It's, um, it's not just going in a circle as you guys know, it's just uh, there's a lot that goes into it. So, um, you know, obviously engine is a huge thing. So making sure all that stuff's right and, uh, being able to just, you know, go out at the right time and stuff like that. It's just been kind of working out for us. Um, so yeah, pretty happy about the qualifying efforts here lately. But when you say all of that, is there something recently that you have hit on? I mean, obviously I'm not asking specifically, what is it, but to have the speed in qualifying and to be able to carry that momentum through the night, is there something that you guys have done differently where you got the results that you wanted this weekend? Yeah, actually there is a couple of things. Um, We were struggling there for a while. I don't know, earlier in the year and we decided to go and test at a racetrack, which is something that we never do. We're just kind of a smaller team and, don't really have the opportunity to do that kind of stuff. So <clears throat> we got permission to go to Beaver Dam and test and um, kind of just took things a little bit too far with the car and then went the other way and started to learn some stuff. Um, Ozzy that I'm kind of partnered up with here, he's uh, 
he had some kind of wild ideas too. So we, we kind of tried a few things and then just tried to build off of what we learned that day. You know, it was literally maybe, you know, four hours of testing and it was just a big, uh, it was kind of a big turning point for us. I can imagine, Bill, and, and I've talked to enough engineers and people, particularly in the NASCAR side of it, they always like to A-B things. You do this, then you do that, and you see what it does. You don't get that in sprint car racing, but to have the track remain consistent or the track age consistently as you would do in a test session, that does sound like it would be very valuable to to, to find some extremes and to find some common ground. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those things where you know, most of us sprint car guys just travel and it's hard to go from track to track to track. And, um, you know, the thing that might've worked the night before, you know, yeah. it, it's not going to work the next at the next racetrack. So to race somewhere weekly would be kind of nice too, to learn some of those things, but yeah, just testing. And, um, yeah, I definitely like to do that again and even take it a little bit further, you know? Nice. Bill, talking about the schedule of going to track to track, one of the themes on our show today has been about silly season, but about the amount of races and the amount of drivers and crews that are kind of just worn out right now. Is that something you're seeing? And, is, and are you appreciating the fact that your schedule is a little bit more flexible and maybe you can take some time and test when you need to? Yeah, definitely uh, wild times right now. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's we really haven't had time to reflect even on our last weekend. We're just trying to get ready for the next one. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, you know, in my position, you know, sometimes I want to get rid of myself, but I can't. So I'm the only one that can drive it right now. So I'm pretty comfortable with where I'm at, but, uh, yeah, it's, a it's a, it's a cutthroat world out there in the sprint cars. So, uh, you know, things only last for so long, and that's just kind of the way it is. I think it's kind of always been that way. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, we're all kind of tired too, but um, I guess a couple wins really get the morale back up. Yeah. You you said the same exact thing. We have Brian Brown on our TV show, and he said sometimes the owner, Brian Brown, wants to fire the driver, Brian Brown, and sometimes the driver, Brian Brown, <laughs> wants to find a different owner. And uh, But um, sometimes that's a good spot to be in, that's for sure. So uh, where um, where are you off to now? Are you you're sticking with the All-Stars? Where, where are you off to this weekend? Um, we actually got back home here the other night, and uh, we're going to go to Plymouth, Wisconsin on Friday. There's a big race there um 5000 to win IRA show and then i think we're going to go to Wilmot on Saturday they got another little higher paying IRA race so that's uh that's what we're doing a little home cooking yeah that's for sure yep. get up get up there and get yourself some Gibbsville cheese right there you go yeah yeah, yeah. i'm actually going up to road america this week i don't know that i'm going to make any sprint car racing but i do know that i'll find some cheese in the grocery store that's for sure <laughs> Shocker. Yes. Yeah, it's the Road America uh, race yep. at Plymouth on Friday, so it's kind of the kind of the big deal up there. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping we've got a we've just got a whole bunch of moving parts and pieces. But I, I would like to be able to grab a rental car and sneak over there to Plymouth on uh, Friday night. But I'm I'm not confident in it yet. But and then Wilmot, we're going back to hotels and stuff like that in Milwaukee then after the race. But it is what it is. Looking forward to it, and uh, you know. Yeah. Have some Anderson's maple syrup up there as well, my man. I do. Yeah, I do the uh, pure fuel with my running. I think I've told you that, and it's just been great. I love love their stuff. I really do. So, yeah, yeah, we were up there a couple weeks ago, and 
did the whole tour of the facility, so it was a really neat place. Yeah, good stuff. Bill, congratulations on the wins this past weekend. I know you have home cooking and maybe another win or so along the way. We certainly wish you the best. We appreciate you joining us here on Wing Nation. Thank you. See you guys. There we go. That's Bill Baylog, the North Pole Nightmare, driver of that Anderson's Pure Maple Syrup, <laughs> Pure Fuel, Gibbsville Cheese, Sprint Car. Taking care. I did that one time a couple years ago, and our receptionist out the front, she's like, comes back like a week later, and she says, "Hey, I've got a package for you. It says refrigerate. It was a big old box of Gibbsville cheese." Oh. So hey, I am, I am begging. I am. Yeah, you're not afraid. I'm not scared. I'm not as scared. And uh, (laughs) Steve Anderson from Anderson's Maple Syrup. I've I've done some things in the past with him. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Good stuff. Um. Bill sounded uh, very interesting with that driver owner stuff, and yeah. it, it just—I I, I joked around. That's exactly what Brownie told us. Sometimes the owner wants to fire the driver, yeah. and we can't, and so we got to work through it. And right now, that might not be a bad plan. Yeah. And a couple of wins in July like this probably like sets Bill said, up, and, certainly and he's going to IRA races, which he's been pretty good, especially at Plymouth and Wilmot, two good tracks yeah. for him. So maybe he can keep a little momentum there. See what happens. Stay with us. More Wing Nation in just a moment. The Outlaws are headed back to the Pacific Northwest. Join us for three action-packed nights of racing August 31st, September 1st, and 2nd at Skagit Speedway when the world of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars return for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals. Kickoff for the Sage Fruit Skagit Nationals begins Wednesday, August 30th with a pre-race party, live band, Sage Fruit Apple giveaways, and more. Then catch Donnie Shots and the rest of the world of Outlaws as they take on Washington's best sprint car drivers Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. Details at SkagitSpeedway.com. Man, we have got some birthdays on the birthday calendar. All right. Um, Chet Wilson, Raho Jack, Brad Doty's birthday is on Thursday. Our buddy Brad, mm-hmm. we had him on a couple of weeks ago getting ready for that Brad Doty Classic race. Rich Vogler has a bur- would have had a birthday coming up. Your buddy, Doug Wolfgang. <laughs> yep. I saw, um, was it Brownie had a picture with him? Someone had a picture yeah, with him someone recently. recently. Someone, yeah, Brownie had a picture yeah. with Doug Wolfgang. Yeah, I love Man, I should have asked him about that yesterday. Oh, well, we ran out of time. Uh, and today, or tomorrow, would have been the birthday of 2004 inductee Bruce Cook. I've kind of changed my plan with this thing. I take the one guy on the calendar I don't know. I like that. I do, too. Yeah. Bruce spent his entire life in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. As a matter of fact, spent his entire life living in the same house Wow! in Phillipsburg, New Jersey. His dad took him to the races, and he took an affection for pictures, photography. Mm-hmm. So he became a photographer, a historian. He was a sprint car artist, and then not only he was a young man at the time, but you, you know how the sport is. The old photographers were like, oh, I'm getting out, I'm getting out, yeah. and he bought their collections. And so he put together quite a collection of stuff, and it's still up in Pennsylvania. I know Lynn Paxton, they, it's all still up there. Um, and just his passion as a photographer and a historian got him inducted in 2004 into the Sprint Car Hall yeah. of Fame. So really, really neat stuff. Uh, Bruce uh, Craig uh, passed away in 2001. It was like three years before his induction. He had passed away. He was only 63 years old. Wow. But uh, after his, his passing, they still induct, they inducted him into the Hall of Fame. So while he has passed, his life is forever enshrined at the Sprint Car Hall of Fame, and we do appreciate that. All right. Mm-hmm. We have got a busy week coming up here. Phew. we got a busy week. Um, <laughs> High Limits race number six is tonight at Grandview Speedway. Kyle Larson brings a three-race win streak in. Lance Deweese in the Macri 39, 23,023 to win. I don't even know what we're going to see tonight, though. No. I, I don't know. 
Um, just, I, I think the tired is getting people. Danny is not, Danny's going with his own car, with his Gary Kaufman racing car. Yeah. Um, the entry list was 26 or something like that. I think there'll be more than that. Yeah. But um, I just don't know. I just, it's going to be interesting to see what's going on here. And I think uh, it's going to be fascinating to see. You, you know the racing, it's Grandview. The racing is going to be great. They could have six cars at Grandview yeah. and put out a great race. So the racing is going to be great. But it's just an interesting time to see where this high limits. Next week, they're at Kokomo. And be able to see what happens mm-hmm. there, too. So, um, you know, we'll just see what happens with it tonight. The All-Stars, they get really busy. Tomorrow night, Benton, Missouri. Thursday night, Lake Ozark, Missouri. Friday night, I-70. And Saturday, they roll into Knoxville. And it is getting that time it of is. year. It is. We are getting close. Getting close, exactly. When the All-Stars roll in there, because that's the final Saturday night 410 race before the 360 exactly. Nationals and the big 410 Nationals. So we are getting there. World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, Empire State Challenge, Saturday and Sunday night at Weed Sports, Sunday night, $20,000 to win. Port Royal, the 17th annual Living Legends Dream Waste, twin 25s, $10,000 to win each, plus super late models. And Aaron, I think Thursday night I'm going to see some sprint cars. You going to Traveler's Rest? Traveler's Rest. My buddy Pete Walton sent me a note and said, hey, we're running three nights in the Carolinas, and I'm, I'm, I'm in Wisconsin, but... Thursday night, Traveler's Rest, Friday night, Carolina Speedway. Saturday night, the place your mama warned you about, Cherokee Speedway. Them along yeah. with the Carolina Sprint Tour, the 305s are there oh, as well. Cool. So that's a great yeah. double header there for sprint cars. And they'll probably have six or eight or 10 or 12 or 15 late model cars, uh, stock car classes, as Cherokee does. They ain't scared, they ain't scared to run yeah. Thunder Bombers and everything else over there. I love it. I do too. Um, but yeah, so uh, I actually am uh, probably going to Thursday night head down to Traveler's Rest. I was going to go, I was going to go do the SRX race up in uh, Motor Mile. But then when I saw this, and I haven't been to many sprint car races, and I do get SRX next week at Berlin, so yeah. I think I'm going to go to Traveler's Rest, catch up with my buddy Pete Walton. I'll give him your best. Please do. Absolutely. Love so, me some Pete Walton. Oh, who doesn't? Who doesn't love a little In Pete Walton? And his driver's meetings. And his driver's meetings, exactly. I yep. do. So, um, good stuff. So, uh, yeah, if you're in the Carolinas... Thursday, Traveler's Rest, Friday at Carolina Speedway in Gastonia, and Saturday at Cherokee Speedway in Gaffney, South Carolina. So, fun show. Lots and lots of ground Yeah, recovered. lots going on in the sport. Man, oh Good, man. bad, and indifferent. Good, bad, and indifferent. It's got all three of those categories, yeah. that's for sure. Uh, this weekend, Wing Nation Television. I say this weekend, this week later on, Wing Nation TV presented by Sage Fruit. Brian Brown is on the horn. So, Brownie has got that baby dialed up at Knoxville. Man, son, fifth win of the season last Saturday night there. He has got a rolling, and it didn't even phase him when the World of Outlaws rolled in there a couple weeks ago. He won, and he finished second those two nights. So, going to be interesting. I really, uh, I like, I I like, especially in light of all of the drama, I really like, um, and I think Ashley and I talked about this after the interview on the show, I like where Brian's at with this whole thing, his whole team. Him and Chad coming back together, which he talked to us about six weeks ago or so. Yep. Um, I just think he's, I think he's in, I think he's in a really, really good spot in all aspects. So, uh, Wing Nation gear is available at shopwingnation.com. Shopwingnation.com. You can get some tonight at Grandview Speedway. Justin Peck has entered there. Mm-hmm. Uh, wherever Justin Peck and the Book Motorsports team goes, you can get your Wing Nation gear as well. Um, so with that, I think we're going to get out out of here. So good times. <laughs> are you are you back next week? Is I am. I am. Okay. And then what? I'm off to- no.
Yes, no. surprisingly enough. I know, two weeks wow. in a row. I know. Wow. How about this? Man. No special assignments. No special assignments. Then I'm uh, after that, I'm on special pony assignment. Pony assignment. I mean, today is Kate's, well, birthday. Kate's birthday. I told her right. I was going to give her a shout out. Oh, Happy birthday, Kate's Kate. Birthday. Yeah. Woo. We have a new family member now. Water oh. Lily Evernham, a new pony. Ooh, we have a new pony. Kate's first pony. This is uh, We always lease them, so it's a big day in the Evernham house. Right. Different so horsepower. You, now you've got, it used to be you had Shih Tzu dogs, now you have ponies. Oh, well, we have those too. So, we, got them, we got them all. We got them all. Fun <laughs> stuff. Happy birthday, Kate. Happy birthday. Great, great stuff, that's for sure. We appreciate Rico Abreu and Bill Balog for joining us. More important, though, than all of that, thank you for joining us here this time on Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. NASCAR season is here, and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA, who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.